All changed when my uncles came with their band of two score soldiers to swell the ranks of my mighty Asura army. My uncle Somali made sure that we at least resembled an army and not a street gang. He had given us a long talk. This might be the biggest Asura weakness, the propensity for long talks. He tried to drive it into my head that if I wanted discipline in the army, I had to respect hierarchy. To respect hierarchy, I first had to create it. I learned fast and was soon treating everyone else with contempt and people were meekly taking it. The dark young man came up to me, bowed reverently and placed the refreshments close by. I did not want to look at his face. I was afraid that if I looked hard enough, I would see the contempt and hatred this class of people hid behind their meaningless servility and excessive deference. He stood close to me for some time, and when I did not acknowledge his presence, he left silently. Why was I so concerned about whether they respected me or not? Banishing that foul-looking man from my mind, I tried to concentrate on the organizational structure for the army. We had agreed on a council of ten officers, including my uncles, Prahastha, Sumali, Marich, Jambumali, the erstwhile governor of East Lanka's Pearl Islands, and us three brothers. There was also Rudraka, an able commando from Mahabali's elite protection wing and the only one to escape alive by masquerading as an arms seeker when the army of Vamana Vishnu attacked the emperor. Dhum Raksha, the man who was the supply and distribution chief of Mahabali's army, and Vajradhamstra, the commander and Vajradhamstra, the commander-in-chief of Mahabali's forces. There were other minor officers who commanded smaller units. My silence ensured that I was chosen as commander-in-chief. It was only when I felt the exhilaration and relief of being chosen as commander that I realized how much I had wanted the post. I sensed some restlessness in Prahasta and Vajradhamstra. And Vajradhamstra. But they and the others knew they were not up to the task. Six years of battles with no result does not inspire confidence in the troops. So they lost out and accepted it like gentlemen. The unspoken agreement was that every decision would be by vote and I would only be a token chief. We Asuras, unlike the Devas, were yet to evolve an advanced level of political administration. This was an area in which I wanted to emulate the Devas, who had a clear administrative system where the king or raja was the supreme ruler. He is divinity in action, the living God on earth, and he decides what is good for his subjects. The advantage is that decisions are fast and implementations swift. The disadvantage is that with a bad ruler, bad decisions are also implemented quickly 
and the country could suffer. While we Asuras waited for our councils to reach a decision even during war. The Devas While we Asuras waited for our councils to reach a decision even during war, the Devas took our country from us. Anyhow, my assumed divinity, which I had started believing in since I was lying to myself quite often these days, stood as a barrier between me and the dark, stocky young man. I was rather confused and decided to discuss the matter with Somali. After all, the dark man could be a spy. He was watching things with hawk's eyes and I had seen him find chores which ensured that he was near us during our council meetings. I was sitting deeply immersed in my thoughts, unable to formulate any concrete...